Welcome back to the Mother Schmuckers podcast. It's been a while. I'm Dylan Hostetter. I'm Blake Darmanti, and we are and glad you're here. Yeah, we're glad. We're glad. I'm glad. You're glad. Hopefully, you know, you, the listener, are glad. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've been doing this. We've been very busy. We've made some attempts for some episodes. They didn't turn out good. So you know what? We didn't put them out. You know, quality we only put out only. we only put out quality, and that's, that's it. The that's it. The best, the best of the schmuck, the best of the schmuckery. We we can uh, we can exude, and we put it out for you. In this episode, we talk about a lot of things. Uh, we talk about uh, our elementary school experiences, things we did as children. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, see how much you can relate to our experiences. Some service animals. Uh, you know. We talk about some service animals, animals, pets, dogs, cats, alligators, apparently, even a chimpanzee. You know, what is that even, you know, what is that creature? I'm sure you know. But uh, listen, to, listen to the rest of it and see where that comes in. Kind of crazy. Talk about some good stuff in this one. I'm happy with this episode. How do you think? You think it turned out good, Blake? I think it is the best one so far. And I'm just Ooh. glad our listeners decided to enjoy a podcast made by the schmuck cast network today. So enjoy. Good morning listeners today. We're jumping right into things because I'm, Almost 99% sure Dylan's childhood elementary school is right next to a graveyard. So we're hopping on Google Maps, and we're going to debunk this right here. Right this, I mean, I'm just going to say this is not the topic that we intended to jump in with. <laughs> this is just something that came up right before we pressed record. We'll get into the, the a topic, I assume, maybe later. But, uh, yeah, Blake apparently thinks that I went to – uh, elementary school next to a graveyard. I can't remember because it's been a, quite a long time since I went to elementary school. So I, I don't remember. I think maybe, you know, I remember because there, like, there was like a field that we used to play football and stuff and kickball on and there was like a fence and I kind of maybe remember there being a graveyard across the other side of that fence, but I'm not complete. I'm not for certain. It looks to me like they reduced the size of the football field and that is now graveyard <laughs> yeah it's really? a graveyard right next to your school are you oh man okay yeah i i, I did not remember that <laughs> it might be it might have been made after the fact because i mean you went to elementary school what i don't know what year but you you, were, you were, it was a while yeah. back it was a, it was while, a while back, back. yeah well, look i, I don't know maybe they might have remodeled since then but you can't see the picture folks but it's literally right across from the playground. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't recognize the picture. That's just like, I don't know. That's but, the opposite ang- angle than from the playground. Like the way you be, direction you'd be looking if you were in the playground is opposite. So, I mean, hopefully you weren't looking at the angle. That means you were probably in the graveyard. Yeah, I don't know. I remember my elementary school had two playgrounds. They kind of split it up because I, I, um, the older kids from like – uh, probably like third, fourth grade and up would play on like the lower one, which was a little bit bigger. 
but I mean, they would go back and forth, but they were kind of, they, you know, they'd kind of migrate. But, I don't know. I have a lot of memories in elementary school. I remember elementary school very fondly. It was a time with no responsibility, Blake. It was great. <laughs> I remember it. I remember in fifth grade, which is my last year of elementary school, do elementary, do some elementary school schools still go like past fifth grade? Uh, no, I think nowadays sixth grade is kind of the cutoff. I, I right. think it depends on the region of the country as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know because it changes sometimes because like eighth grade will be high school sometimes. And it's like they'll just, I don't know, it's real wonky. I mean, middle school yeah. middle yeah. schools used to like not even be a thing. So I don't know. But anyways, but I remember in fifth grade, I was on a thing called safety patrol. Did they have safety patrol at your middle school? I mean, at they your did, elementary school, they, they did? They did, but the adults did it. The kids were just too... Too naughty, I guess. We actually had a ticket system, and I, I, uh, I personally got a couple tickets here and there. But that we we get oh, to that. Man. I want to hear about your safety patrol. Right? Yeah, but we, they we had safety patrol, and they gave us like these like neon yellow sashes that said Ooh, safety cool. patrols. We had like these little silver badges, and I can't remember. I don't know if we just like applied. I think you just applied. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, like me and one of my friends would would literally just stand there and talk the entire time because it was like because safety patrol because they would have morning shifts and afternoon shifts but i never wanted to do the morning shift because you had to get to school really early and i'm not that much of a morning person you know i like to sleep in as much as i can but i i would always do the afternoon shifts and it was always you know you would leave later than like the other kids but you would just kind of make sure that no one's like you know the way it was really weird the way that that my elementary school did like car pickups because i never rode the bus in elementary school so i don't really know how that that was handled but when it came to car pickups all the kids would line up on either side of the hallway towards the exits and like sit on the floor and wait for their parents to come and they would have like walkie talkies and like walkie talk like they would like the you know kids? they would ask the kid no the, the teachers there'd be teachers there too oh, okay the teachers would have walkie talkies there'd be some inside some outside the outside teachers would get the name of the, of the student that's being picked up in the car line and then they would, you know, walkie-talkie in and be like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Nancy Smith needs to, you know, Nancy, Nancy Smith. And then we go, Nancy Smith. And then, you know, Nancy Smith would get up and go outside and get in her car and go home. But the, the safety patrol would be there just kind of monitoring it. I don't know. We really didn't do anything. That was, that, I mean, we, you know, I mean, we were like in fifth grade. I think I, in fifth grade, I think I was like nine years old, nine or ten. So it's like, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> but – yeah it was it was wicked man I, we would just like stand there and talk and we'd always get in trouble and they would try to like, separate us but we would always end up like migrating back i remember because like one day and then one day because sometimes you'd be inside the school doing it and then you'd just be kind of just standing there like talking to somebody or, like talking to the kids lined up on yeah, the yeah. floor or whatever and then sometimes we'd be stationed outside and those were the really fun days because there weren't as many teachers outside and you would basically just stand there and one time they had like this kind of, they had like a goat. It was a goat outside. Like the animal? like Yeah, like an animal. There was a okay, goat. Okay. It was like penned up. It was like one or two goats or something for some kind of like show and tell thing they were doing at the school or like, I don't know, they had some kind of like petting zoo or something that week or something. We were just like sitting there like playing with a goat for like a half hour before my dad came <laughs> to pick me up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'd like to radio in. Uh, some kid just fell off the slide and uh, broke their leg. Where, where, where were the safety officers? They're, they were playing with the goat, sir. Uh, yeah, they appear to be having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like I mean the teachers really handled everything because it was like you know the walkie-talkie system and we were just I mean from like my memory we just kind of just stood there 
and looked around, you know. I mean, we didn't really do anything. That's – I don't We got know these cool I, sashes. I mean, we didn't get to keep them, which kind of sucked because I was hoping we could keep them. We had to, like, turn them in at the end of the year. I'll tell but, you what. Life is about going for those sashes. I mean, if you're in the Miss America pageant, what do you want? You want that big sash, the one with, like, the satin and the gold. So, like, I, I could understand wanting a sash, but yeah. I don't know what purpose you know what's you, know you, know you know what a sash means, Blake? You know what a sash means? What, what does a sash mean, Dylan? It means authority, Blake. Authority? <laughs> Sashes means authority, man. Did it the other kids present you? I probably not. No. I know. I mean, I imagine. I imagine not. I mean, there were really no perks to it. I mean, you know, you got to. I mean, you went home like a half hour later than everybody else because you were supposed to kind of just stand around. Because there's no point in being a safety patrol if you're going to leave, right? You know, you're if you're like one of the first kids out. You know, there's no use even being safety patrol. So you kind of got to wait around a little bit, and that was kind of fun, leaving later and stuff. But. That's really funny. It's better than like the Doom Patrol from the comic books. You ever read about the Doom Patrol? This is a weird. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never like really got into the Doom Patrol. They're they kind of die. obscure, even for me. That's but all I know, know about them. They all die. That's all you got to know. <laughs> but uh, that that's interesting. So, was there ever like how would you describe the atmosphere of your elementary school? Was there a lot of like, was it rough? Is what I'm asking. No, it wasn't very uh, rough and tumble. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it was it was all right. I mean, it was very calm. I don't know. It was a bunch of kids. Like, it wasn't very crazy. I don't know. I feel like I, I got to you know. contrast my elementary school experience with yours a little bit. Uh, I, I went to two elementary schools, and the first one I went to was fairly rough. I remember kids would, like, sell rocks to each other because – we had one of those playgrounds where they had the egglets in the ground. You know what an egglet is? No. It's like a little red translucent rock. And so kids would collect these egglets and they'd sell them off. But um, what they would do with all the remnant uh, or remaining rocks is they would take them and they would throw them at kids going down the slide. Yeah. And one day in particular, I got in trouble because there's this kid throwing rocks at people that didn't want to get, you know, showered with rocks. And so I, like, kind of took uh, his rocks and I swiped them off the slide, kind of like a vigilante, and he was crying. And kind of what you're talking about, our safety patrol or whatever was made up of adults, and there was a ticket system. And so it was like your first ticket was just a warning, but you had to, like, show the principal. The second ticket, you had to go home for the day. And then, like, the third ticket, they were going to look at expelling you. Which to me is a little extreme for an elementary school. It makes me wonder, like, yeah, did you go to like a, a military elementary school or something? No, I, I mean, I like, went, like, dude, like, what the heck, man? I went to you're like, like a like, seven-year-old, and your third strike <laughs> is you're expelled from elementary school. That's what they always told us, but maybe they were just like BSing us. Maybe I just, imagine like, you'd have to do something pretty wicked. You'd have to like shave some kid's head or something. Oh, I well, there was also this other day. I guess you could get tickets inside as well. There's this kid. His name was Nathan. Oh, I probably should be using real names. Or just pretend that's a fake name. Uh, his name was Nathan. There's a lot and of Nathans in the world. It'll be fun. true. I remember he had barricaded himself inside the kindergarten classroom, and he flipped the tables, and he had two boxes of uh, sharpened colored pencils, and he would sit in the back of the room, and he would fling them. And I remember the teacher made us all evacuate the room because he was just off his uh, – 
off his rocker. He had Tourette's. But anyways, we all fled the classroom. And the next thing we see in here is the, the vice principal, the principal and our teacher running in the classroom, like FBI style, rushing him. And obviously there's a lot of screaming and like profane language. But then we just see him walking out very peacefully and very calmly. And we go inside the classroom and no joke, every table was flipped. And all the art supplies in the room was on the floor. Craziest thing I've ever seen. But yes, uh, my elementary school was slightly rougher. My second one was like very calm, very redneck. Nothing much to talk about there. But I just love how we spent like the first six minutes talking about my lame safety patrol experience when you literally went to like kindergarten with a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, we could have started there. We could have started there. Kids flipping tables, sharpening, you know, pencils and flinging them at people. And no, nah, I stand, I, I had a sash. That was my story is I wore sash for, for a year. Well, I cared about that sash. It, it's like you said, it's a sign of respect, authority, and power. And it meant something at the time, which just yeah. raises the question, like, the things we care about, the things that happen in elementary school, like how much did they form us? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't really remember much from elementary school, honestly. It's kind of deep. Obviously, I guess the sash was the most important part of your experience. I don't know. I don't know if that was the most important part of my experience. And I, mean, I remember that just because it was like the last thing that I did in elementary school because it was my last year there. But like, yeah. I don't know. I remember, you know, I, I barely remember like, I don't remember anything, man. You know, like my elementary school. Wait. Here, I'm a quick test with a comment afterwards. Do you remember the name of your kindergarten teacher? Yes. I remember the names of all my teachers. I know that oh. much. Here's what I'll say. My grandfather is 70 something years old and he says a lot of BS when he's talking. Like I know he's making up half the stories he tells. However, like a lot of other elderly people I've talked to, he can remember the name of his kindergarten teacher. And I find it fascinating that you ask most people, regardless of their age, they can always seem to remember who taught them in elementary school. Yeah. I can't remember her maiden name because I remember her second name because she got married when she was or, or like the year. I think she got married the year after. I don't remember her what her maiden name was when I was actually in kindergarten, but I know what it is now. I remember that much, but I don't remember what it was originally. I don't know. You My parents might remember. I don't remember, but. You ever wonder what your uh, elementary school teachers would think of you now? I don't know. I had this one teacher that was my favorite. She was my teacher in fourth grade, and she was my favorite teacher that I had all throughout. Probably, I mean, I don't know. I had, I had some good teachers in high school and stuff too. But, um, you know, probably my favorite elementary school teacher, and she was great. And I, like, I've, I've seen her once or twice since. But like it's, I feel I feel so awkward. I mean, obviously, I look a lot different than I did in fourth grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I feel, you know, I don't know. She's like, I don't even know if she teaches. I don't think she teaches at the school anymore. I think she's like somewhere else doing stuff. I don't know. But she was great. She was really fun. She used to read us uh, Raw Doll books. Oh, Raw Doll. That's like, a, Fantastic like Mr. Fox. Or... Mm. Is that he that wrote the BFG? Guy? Yeah, he wrote the BFG. There we yeah. go. I remember elementary school yeah. books. No. We read the BFG. You know what's really funny? What? I literally have a copy of the BFG sitting right here next to me. <laughs> like it's on my shelf. Hold on. There's I have literally have a copy of the BFG. <laughs> it was it's on my shelf, man. I think I think this might be from fourth grade. I might have got this when we were reading it. Oh, that's really funny. It's a really I think it's a book. 
I think these books are the BFG, uh, the Giant Peach, and then the Fox, right? James like, and the Giant Peach, yeah. For the, yeah. James, because we watch and we watched the movies too. There wasn't a BFG movie. I think Spielberg made one like you know three years ago or something, but there wasn't yeah, one yet. Iffy. I didn't watch it, but um, we yeah we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was the first time unwittingly that I saw a Wes Anderson movie. Huh. Um, we watched James and the Giant Peach. I love that movie. That movie was great. And we read, yeah, we read. Oh, Matilda. Oh man, oh, I watched I Matilda. Matilda. That movie is uh, just fantastic. Matilda's I'm looking at the copyright. I'm looking at the copyright in this book to see when this when this edition was printed, but I can't find it. I guess 2008. Yeah, just on a whim. I can't see, but I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like really old or anything. But I was just like, oh, it's my, I don't know if I got this the same year. Huh. I don't remember, but I, you know, I don't know. Because sometimes, like, did your elementary school teachers, like, ever give you books and stuff at the end of the year? No, they never let us keep the books. No, I, they, they, I didn't let us keep it, but I remember, I like, like, um, I remember, like, one of my teachers gave me, like, a Flat Stanley book or something at the end of the year. Remember Ooh. Flat Stanley? Yeah, Flat Stanley. Remember, uh, I remember Flat Stanley in the Firehouse, which is very random, but I never I don't remember which one. I don't remember which one I had. I like but the I remember, like, one of my teachers. Clues. Huh? I like 39 Clues, and I like, uh. Oh, shoot. What was the other one? I don't think of Clifford. That's, like, way, way back. I think Clifford was the only book my teacher let me keep. I never read Clifford. I watched the cartoon when I was really young. That's he's, part of the, he's part of the redheaded family. It's, like, yeah. there's a subcategory of uh, children's characters that are redheads. So it's, like, yeah. Clifford, Elmo, uh, Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Whatever happened to that guy? You know he had a show? There used to be, like, a show... And it's actually somewhat fantastic. I've recently discovered the magic of old 90s cartoons. You ever hear of a French Toast Man? Like, I think it's Captain French Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man? Is it Powdered Toast Man? Oh, see, you know about Ren and Stimpy? Do you remember that? Did you ever Dude, Ren and Stimpy is like my, <laughs> one of my favorite cartoons ever, dude. <laughs> like, do you know Ren and Stimpy? I didn't I know you do. knew Ren and Stimpy. Dude, Ren and Stimpy is my jam, dude. I have every season on DVD, man. Dude, Ren and Stimpy, man. Powdered Toast, man. And the horse. Oh, I love oh, the dude. horse. He, like, he falls. Oh, my God. Okay, for any of the listeners that hasn't seen Ren and Stimpy, you need to track down. I don't think it's on any streaming service right now. I think, you, I think it's on YouTube. It might, you do probably like clips on YouTube and stuff. I remember when, I remember, yeah, remember we used to watch him in class. I, well, I don't know if you were there, but I would pull up clips of people in class because there was like I pulled up a clip from the episode. Anyone that's seen Ren and Stimpy will know what I'm talking about. Anyone that hasn't seen it will probably about to be horrified. But there's an episode called Rubber Nipple Salesman, and they go around like the, you know, like the rubber nipples on top of baby bottles. Yeah. And so Ren and Stimpy, it's a dog and a cat, and they go around and they they're trying to sell rubber nipples to people. <laughs> And they're rubber nipple salesmen. And I showed this clip to like the cl- to the class like a couple years ago, and it was oh man, dude, it was so funny. But yeah, no, there's like a horse. I don't know if you've ever seen this episode. And he like falls from a building, and he like crushes his legs. And he and then so he's laying there, and this reporter walks up to him, and he's like, "Sir, how do you feel about this?" And and then and then he, he sit there, and he kind of rubs his chin, and he goes, "Hmm, hmm, hmm, hmm." And then he, like for thirty seconds. And then he goes, no, sir, I don't think I like it. <laughs> he says, no, sir, I just don't like it. And it's like, oh, my God, man, this it's is genius. It's such a funny show. It's so absurd. It's just, oh. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite 90s cartoon. 
it's absurd, but it's gold. Like, they don't make cartoons like that anymore. Like, oh, no, they do not. No. Most suckers would get canceled in a heartbeat, but they're just so darn funny. Yeah. Like, the thing is, know. I think part of it, I think part of it is growing up, you know, you remember and you're very fond of the cartoons you watched as a kid. And then, like, you know, immediate, you're like, all oh, these cartoons these kids are watching now are so weird. But the cartoons the kids are watching now are just really weird, man. They're really stupid. They're like, really dumb. Like, coming from, like, you know, like, not even a, an adult perspective, like, just, like, you know, a general, like, they're, they they suck, dude. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I don't think you have to be a child to appreciate cartoons. I mean, we're both kind of man-children in our own right. But at the same time, like, they're sometimes just... They're just yeah, it's just trash now, man. Like, no, it is. I don't look at any of the children's shows that are on today. I'm like, oh, these are gonna have a cult following someday. Like, yeah, they've completely they, ruined the Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah, man. I'm Ninja sorry about suck, that, man, dude. Oh. Whatever that new show is, that was crap. I remember back in like 2012 when they started up like the like Nickelodeon first started up their series. That show was good, man. I mean, I, I enjoyed the animation aspect of it, and it was more comic books, which I like. Yeah, it's very yeah, comics. The comics are great. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, I think I think like the last good era of cartoons is probably like Adventure Time, Amazing World of Gumball, and Regular Show. Like those kind of Amazing World of Gumball like outlasted those two, but like like that was a good era. That was when mm-hmm. I stopped watching. Was like when those shows ended, I was like out. Like Regular yeah. Show is genius, and Adventure Time is genius, and Amazing World of Gumball is. Just so uh, absurd. I was watching a clip. It just came up. I don't remember where it was. Might have been on Instagram or something. But it was like a clip where made, like Gumball and Darwin were delivering pizzas, and they show up to the house, and these two pizza faces, like these two pizza people, open the door, and they're like, "Oh my god, honey, it's the adoption agency." And there's pizza, <laughs> and it's like, "Honey, it's the adoption agency." And they're like, "Oh uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be like two dollars or something for the pizza." And they're like, "Okay." And the dude's taking out his wallet, and then Gumball drops the pizza on the steps, <laughs> and it's and it just slowly like slides down the steps, and then it cuts to the pizza people, and their eyes are just completely white, and they have like this horrified look because he literally just murdered their child. <laughs> and then and then they're just kind of like, "Uh," and then he just and then he hands them, he like pulls out another pizza, and he's like, "Uh, here's this one," and they just kind of slowly walk away and run away. And the pizza people just left there like mouth gaping. And I was like, I was like, that's the funniest thing. Like how the stuff that those shows used to get away with, man. Oh. Did, did, like, you, did you ever watch the spoon episode of Amazing World of Gumball? I probably. Which one? I don't know what happened. That's the one where there's like that uh oh what is it? It's a he's a serial killer slash ATM slash uh gas station robber. And he was like on this massive like killing spree, but his weapon of choice was a spoon. And that like, sounds familiar. They eventually confront this guy at a gas station by accident. He's like whipping the spoon out, and like the cash register guy like just dies, just like looking at the spoon. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, it's just yeah. A spoon. yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, dude, back to the topic of books. I think books. I would encourage the readers to do more reading. But I have recently started a journey to start getting into more literature and for my birthday i got a copy of the godfather which i hear dylan you're a big fan of mario puzo baby the godfather is a great book for anyone who hasn't seen the movie at least go watch the movie the first two the third one it's okay kind of shaky but the first two are like cinema gold man 
you know, Al Pacino. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Those movies are, those movies are fantastic. And the book is great because the movies are basically, if you enjoy the movies, you're going to enjoy the book because the, the movies, I mean, sometimes it's like almost word for word for the book. You know, the book goes a little bit more in depth than the movies as books tend to do, but the, it's such a good book. I read it a couple years back, you know, but it's, it's great. I'm excited you're reading it now. We should do like a book club. <laughs> we should do a book club. If, hey, if any of you guys want to join our book club, we'll send yeah, you. Yeah, anyone, anyone wants to join our Godfather book club. I don't know. We, we, no, I guess we could do that. Hey, Dylan, we'll give you the email at the end of this uh, video. Plus, it's linked on Spotify and Anchor and all our other platforms. So if yeah. you want to start a Godfather book club, just email us. We'll yeah. chill or out. Or you could also email us. Uh, just tell us your favorite book or yeah. your favorite childhood memory. Since that's something we've been talking about. What was your elementary school like? You know, got any crazy stuff that happened? You ever see any goats? You ever wear a sash? You ever uh, flip any tables? Yeah. Yeah. You was know, it, it a lot of good stuff here. We could, a lot of good stuff, stuff, man. So, you know, you can email us at uh, mother schmuckers podcast at gmail.com. Hold on. Cause my dog, but can you hear my dog barking? I can hear the dog barking. So. All right. Well, because I don't know how to shut him up. Hold on. I'll be, I'll be back in a second. Oh, me and the viewers or listeners, the story of your dog, because to, for me personally, and this, I'm not a big dog guy. Like, I like animals. I just don't like one enough to have one as a pet. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't my choice. I mean, I, I, when we got when we got him, I was nine years old. He's very old now. But when I got him, I was like nine. And I mean, every every kid wants a dog. And he, I mean, he's an English bulldog. He's really, I mean, he's you know, he's a great dog. He's getting very old now and hobbly and and just kind of uh, just upset at the world. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, he's odd. He's I don't like the hair. I don't like it. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like pets. Just because, just because of the hair, and then it's like you gotta, you gotta, and then they, and then you know, and then when they use the bathroom, you know, in the house, you gotta clean it up, Oof. and then, and then the hair is everywhere. I hate having like uh, animal hair on my clothes so much, and you know, I don't know. It's funny. I was like talking to my dad, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna ever really like get any pets of my own. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe years from now or something, if I get like, you know, if I need one of like my kids or something. And he's like, you're lazy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not that I'm lazy. He's like, it's not that I'm lazy, that I don't want to take care of it. It's just like, they're expensive. it's just they're expensive. They're expensive. And you got to buy their food. It's like having oh. a little kid, man. Like, well, I don't okay. need that. What drives me more nuts than a pet is like diehard pet people. Like it's okay to be a pet person, but you know, those people are like, they they just got married, and they're like, ah, we have this, we have like three kids, and it's just so hard. And you're like, oh, what what age are your kids? They're like, well, one of them's like fifty six years, the other one's one hundred twenty eight, and the other one. Oh yeah, that's so. Oh my god, when people are like, like yeah, what? I'm a dog mom. It's like, <laughs> bro, no. It's like, it's like, dude, it's like, come on, man. It's like, oh, I gotta get, work. gotta get home, gotta get home to the kids. It's like, yeah, they're animals, man. I respect them enough. To like give them the time of day, give them some scratches and stuff, you know. And I'll, some sometimes they're cute and they're soft. You know, I got a couple cats too. Not my choice, 
And, you know, but it's like, it's like, you know, for me, like 10, 15% of the time, they're nice and I enjoy them. The rest of the time, it's like, you know, I'm plotting ways to, you know, let them escape outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean, you know, not really, but I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, the hair is just what kills me, man. They scratch on everything. And One day you're going to have kids and I'm going to show them this this moment right here in the podcast you're talking about your pets because i i totally see future you right now having this exact same conversation he's like you know i like pets but they're pretty annoying in the hair like yeah door open tonight i mean i think everyone eventually gives in like i'm sure yeah i'm assuming that i'm going to have children at this point in my life i would like to have children at some point and I believe eventually I'll crack and probably get a dog or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause that just happens to everybody. You kind of fold. Well, but I mean, it's just, Oh man, I don't know. It's like, I love him and I love my dog. He's great. He's also really annoying and he's getting kind of senile in his old age and he'll kind of snap at you and <laughs> you got to watch him. And then it's, it's like, grumpy oh. old man. That's he's really, it's really what he is. He's a grumpy old man. He like limps around the house. And he's a grumpy old man, and he just he's you know, live to like know. 25. He's just gonna never. Oh my god! He's well, he's he's like an English bulldog, and they you know they're known for their allergies and stuff. And all he does is lick his foot because he's got really bad. I don't know. It's like his foot. I just got yeah. bad allergies and stuff. So it's like all you'll hear is like him just like basically eating his foot, and it's the it's the most That's disgusting crazy. noise you've ever heard in your life. And then if you try to make him stop, he'll get mad at you. It's a whole thing. I don't know. This is. Probably not no, very no, interesting no. for the viewers, but no, no, wait, no, no. You, you've actually sparked a very interesting question talking about your dog eating his foot. Humans have different doctors for different types of things, and you always hear these people say, "Oh, I'd like to go be a vet." But are there different kinds of vets? Like, would there, for instance, be like a dog podiatrist, like somebody who I, just feels dog? You ever think about that? that? I do not think that's a thing. No, I think like veterinarian, like and like doctors, veterinarian doctors. I think that's just kind of all-encompassing really i mean there's definitely not like a like a like a like a like a like a veterinarian podiatrist like that's not a thing i mean that would be kind of a funny thing to tell people but i can see what you're saying i just yeah get a business card i'm a veterinarian podiatrist (laughs) bring me for all your pets what needs someone bring me a snake and i would just be like oh crap but um, I don't know. <laughs> snakes crap. <laughs> oh my god! You're a veterinary oh podiatrist, god. and then yeah. someone brings you a snake in. You're like, my snake. He's been wait- making weird noises. He doesn't want to eat. You're like, dude, I'm a podiatrist. This is like, you know, it's not like he's one big foot. This is like, you know, <laughs> like what's going? What is this? I feel like that's what would happen. I don't know. I. I don't know what kind of stresses uh, veterinarians deal with. I think it'd be a very hard profession because you one day you'd have to be like messing with a horse, the next day you're messing with like a cat that's got like maybe your cat has Tourette's and maybe your horse is like morbidly obese and you just can have animals to, can no, oh, no, no. can animals get Tourette's? Uh, they can have autism, and I know they're two completely different things. But yeah, if, if an animal could have one type of genetic disorder, couldn't they have another? Like well, I mean, I don't think uh, like an animal would like walk around the house and just start like cursing. 
that that what Tourette's is? Where you just start like, like just, you know. It's it's a combination. I mean, this is, we got to be careful training, but it's a combination of swearing and then like physical uh, uncontrolled. Outbursts and stuff, right? Outbursts, yeah. So you might just start like um, shaking uncontrollably or um, drooling. Like there's a number of side effects, but let's look it up. Can animals be born with Tourette's? I love how we got so far off topic so quickly. It's going to be, I mean, we're going to cut out a little bit in the middle for the, like the viewers, but it's, you know, it's cool. Cause I don't even remember what we were talking about before we were talking about my dog. Like we were talking, like, what were we talking about? Books? We were talking about the Godfather? I don't even know. At this point, I'm, I'm more consumed with can cats have Tourette's at this point now. Oh, okay. Okay. So there is something called Euclean Tourette syndrome, and it is one of several animal versions of the human psychological or psychotic conditions that are illustrated in this fellow's book. But basically, it proves that animals have their own special form of Tourette's, hmm. which is just really interesting. He says it's most prominent in like farm animals. Which is weird. And I guess it spreads around the farmyard from like chickens to cows to horses, that sort of deal. All those kinds of things. Things yeah. Very interesting. Interesting indeed. But I guess they can. I guess so. It's kind of weird. It was weird. Speaking of weird animals, one more Speaking thing. of weird animals. I saw Blake, I, you know, honestly, I think you're really killing it with the transitions today. Well, thank you, Dylan. It means a lot. I'm usually not so comfortable i think it's the fact that i'm finally like not outside i'm like in an actual building with walls yeah. we tried to record a couple episodes before this one if which you're why it took so long yeah if you want to yeah we tried to record a couple episodes blake was very busy uh but we tried to record a couple episodes it he was outside for a few of them it was just a real it was a farce is what it was it was rough it, i think we got one episode completed and edited but you'll probably never hear that. That might we might we might put that in a lost episode, you know, you know, a while from now or something. If we you know run out of material, but like, yeah, it, it hadn't been good. I think this is the best one that we've had so far. So this one, if you're listening to this, then you're listening to it. And you know, it came out. So you know, good job. Yeehaw. That's all I have to say. But anyways, back to your transition. Yes. So I was watching this thing the other day about service pets, and it turns out any animal if it gets verified by the state, can be a service pet. And there's this guy who, like, breeds service gators. Service gators. Service gators. And he, like, actually will, like, cuddle with it and take it to, like, the mall and stuff and, like, let people pet it. And it just begs the question. It begs the question, what service is that gator doing? (laughs) That's what question it's begging for me, or I'm begging for, is what, what, what service... What possible service could that gator be doing for you? I, just I mean, it's not like it's a seeing eye gator. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's like, not a thing. What test does an animal have to take to get certified as a service animal that, like, a gator could pass it? I mean, like, is it multiple choice? You <laughs> <laughs> a boss? What kind of test is it? What kind they of test like, are they taking? They put it. They put like two forms of chicken in front of the gear. It's like a live chicken and like a already dead chicken. Like, okay, 
Is it chicken A or chicken B? And the gator gets to pick. And the proctor just sits back and watches. I mean, I don't know how they would test Or you get on plate A, there's a piece of chicken. And on plate B, there's a human baby. And if the if the gator eats right. the baby, if the gator eats the baby, then that's a no-go on the certification for the seeing eye gator. But if he eats the chicken, you know. That's true. Well, you know, service animals aren't just for blind people, I guess. The yeah, no, guy. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just like the first thing that comes to mind because you always think, you know, service animals, you know, seeing eye dogs and like that, you know. That's right. Well, this guy just had like emotional trauma from like wars and stuff. So he was just like, I just need something to cuddle. And he chose an alligator. It just happened to be a gator. I can't I remember know. the name of the service gator. But look Probably at like Chuck there. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. If, don't if know, you had to pick a service animal, Dylan, which one would you pick? Any animal in the world. Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe like a sloth. I think sloths are cool, but they're also kind of creepy because they got them really long nails, man. You ever see sloths? They got these, I feel like they could like... They could You're catch talking you. about the things that move really slow. <laughs> yeah, the slaw. Yeah, man. I just think they're cool looking. You know, I don't know. What's that? Well, I like lemurs. I remember Ooh, going to the zoo. I was like, I was like the lemurs with like the like the striped tails. Oh, those those guys are neat. That that would be kind of a cool service pet. It could like sit on your shoulder when you're not using yeah. it for service and like or like a service chimpanzee. Oh, teach it how to give you like massages and stuff like back yeah. rubs. Yeah. Do you ever see that movie? Um, Dunster checks in. Is that what that movie's called? Dunstan Dexter, checks in. Is it Dexter? I think Dunstan. Dunstan. Oh, the the alligator. Is it Dexter? No, no, no. The, the alligator. movie. Oh, I don't talk about. It's got the kid from um, uh, the Santa Claus in it. Yeah, Dunstan checks in. He's like a chimpanzee. He's like he finds a chimpanzee in his hotel, and there's this evil jewel thief, I think. Yeah. And they somehow thwart him. And it I makes know. no sense, but it's. I remember watching that movie as a kid. I always watch that movie all the time. Dude, that's a classic film. I just remember because there's that one scene where he's giving that lady a massage and she thinks it's the like the young beach surfer. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, because he's like a thief chimpanzee, and the dude brings him to like. Uh, he's like part of like the the crime duo of this guy, this like eccentric thief, and the and then and then uh, you know. Not to spoil the movie for anybody who hasn't seen Dunstan Checks In, but like, you know, he, Dunstan, I think is the, I'm fairly certain is the monkey's name, is the chimpanzee's name, and he finds the kid, and then him and the kid thwart this jewel thief, and it's like, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. It's a movie from probably like 2002 or something, and it's great. I can't believe you've actually watched that movie. It's nineteen. I've watched so many things. How much? What is it? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, it's nineties, mid nineties, pretty much. Dude, I thought that movie was like early two thousands, man. Yeah, it's got Jason Alexander, Eric. Boyd. Yeah, Jason Alexander's in it. Oh, I forgot yeah. he's in it. Oh, I love Jason Alexander. Dude, it's it's a good movie. It's it's an OG. Film. I have not seen that movie in years, man. But I always think about that because that would be like you know that was that was like one of like the like kid. Mo- I didn't watch many kid movies as a kid. I watched like a, I watched a lot of Judge Judy as a kid. <laughs> I watched Judge so many Judy weird is things. Timeless. She really Judge is. Judy is timeless, man. She tells them. She tells them all what's on her mind. No, but but um, but yeah, that was like one of like the like the only really kid movies that I watched was Dunstan Checks In. Well, it's a fantastic movie, and if you aren't a kid. I would recommend it. Even if you want a kid, watch it. It's got a monkey in it. 
and yeah. he thwarts a, a like you know a hotel robbery. Like what? Well, anybody would enjoy that, honestly. Seen with a gun and the monkey holding it. Like I'm not trying to spoil it for you, but who doesn't want to see a monkey hold a gun? Yeah, like, like that's, that's cool. That's, that's like literally America in a nutshell. Is a monkey holding a gun? You kidding me? <laughs> that should be on the flag instead of the stars and stripes. No, a chimpanzee it holding a gun with a cowboy hat on. The the flag show. Ray Bans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the guns could be bananas. We'll just really sell it. <laughs> instead of Uncle Sam, we'll call him Uncle Ham. <laughs> Dude, speaking of bananas and monkeys. Monkeys, it's a good tip. Monkeys peel bananas from the bottom. They don't yes. peel them from like the stem. They peel them from the bottom. As soon as I learn that piece of information, I only peel bananas from the bottom, and it's so much easier. I think it's important that we raise awareness because this is a very serious issue in the United States of America. People How do you peel a banana? Yes. Why do I feel like we've talked about this before? I don't know if it was on the podcast or a personal conversation, but I, I guarantee you, you and me have talked about how to peel a banana before. I think we talked about this before, before we tried filming a podcast once, and then we stopped. But yes, we have talked about the importance of peeling, I said almost said banana, the banana the right way. Right. I peel it from the bottom. I could never, as a kid, it would make me so frustrated. I'd have to hand the banana to an adult, which is the most demeaning thing ever, even as a kid. You don't want to give up your banana to an adult to open it, you know? You're That's supposed so to open cool. your own banana. I mean, come on. You got, like, big hands with, like, hair on them. And yeah. Okay, well, that, too, that's kind of gross. But but anyways, no, but you could – I could never open it from the stem side. It would just – and it would end up ripping, and I, it'd be all bruised by the time I opened it. It was gross. And we got squashed, and then, I, and then I read, like, a thing. It was like, did you know that monkeys open bananas from the bottom? And I was like, oh, they know what they're doing. I might yeah. as well try that. And so I opened it from the bottom. You know, it takes a little bit of nail strength. You have like a little bit of a fingernail to kind of, you know, pull it. But it, it's like the best thing ever. Plus, bonus, you can use the stalk as a as a as a grip. Like you can use the stem hey, as a grip and hold the banana like that, I never and then eat that. it. So use the stalk as a grip. That's use the stalk as a handle, dude. It is a genius. I mean, you always see anybody who was talking about monkey using a, a banana as a gun. They always hold it from the stalk because it's That's an amazing complete. natural handle. Huh. Oh. I feel like I've had my mind blown. Like I knew it sounds as simple as it sounds. Well, I mean, you're welcome. Was never, yes, thank you. I'm just going to say thank you because that's all I really has to be said. The name of that gator, by the way, folks, was Wally the Emotional Support Gator. Go ahead. Wally, the emo oh, I forgot. Emotional support is a thing too. Still yeah. qualifies as a service animal, so it, right. it can do other things. But Mr. Wally is an emotional support gator. Can you imagine just walking around in a Barnes and Noble and some dude's holding an alligator off on his shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, man. That's so funny. I always well, love it when, like, when when people bring their dogs into a store. And you know it's not oh, it's from, like emo like you know you know it's not a service dog. It's just their dog. And if anyone asks them, I, you know, you're, I don't think that isn't that a rule. You're not allowed to ask somebody. I don't think they're allowed to. It'd be like no, I, I think yeah, I don't think you're allowed to. I mean, you can, but I don't think they they are they they don't have to tell you. I don't think. No, they. I don't think they do. Yeah. So I always love when you can see someone blatantly taking advantage of, of the service animal thing, and they're just, like, carrying around the dog in the store. And it's, it's like, like, you know, you know that we know that, you know, you're up to something. Like, you know, you're, that's not. It's like when you're um, at Barnes & Noble, 
and you're trying to get a massive haul of books, but you got that stupid little chihuahua, like, gnawing away at your Converse sneakers, and you look at the lady who it belongs to, and she's just, like, super fit, really, like, well-off, and you know she's well-off because she's got, like, five different drinks at Starbucks. I'm not bad-mouthing women either. Oh, my bad. I'm getting a little too real. I'm just saying, you know I feel that like you've lady, had this experience before. This is very... <laughs> that's very you know this lady's perfectly fine if she can go up to the counter and get coffee and carry all those cups yeah probably, she's probably sharing with other people but you know I she always care for herself she doesn't need that chihuahua yeah i always think people that have like dogs in their pocketbooks do people still do that i remember for some reason in like the 90s and early 2000s that was such a staple of like the rich white girl she had like a chihuahua in her purse or something. You know what I mean? They're like dog purses. I'm, I'm not being dumb. I think Beverly Hills Chihuahua somewhat popular. popular that's a card word. Popularized? Popularized the whole thing. And I think it was trendy because didn't the Kardashians do it? I, probably. I feel like they've done everything. So most likely. Huh. I don't know. But yes, I agree with you. That is kind of funky. Could you it's a weird, it's such a strange, what such a strange thing. What if it just pooped? You have no control over your animal's bodily. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Dookie in your purse. And that's yeah. the last and thing like, any woman wants is Dookie in her purse. I feel like, you know, I, I mean, even as a man, I feel like I can speak to that point. The last thing any woman would want would be Dookie in their purse. And if I may, you never see, like a down-to-earth woman would never put a chihuahua in her purse. Maybe a crazy lady. I don't think a down-to-earth woman would ever put any living creature in a purse. I mean, I feel like that's what I, I mean. That's my opinion on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people can do their own thing. I'm just saying. I feel like well, well-off women would put a chihuahua in the purse, like a little a woman with a moolah. And I'm saying, even if you have the moolah to replace what's in the purse, do you really want to replace it because your chihuahua just like had an accident? I mean, maybe they're just like rigorously bowel controlled. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I don't maybe know. they, maybe, maybe these, uh, maybe these rich people have. Uh, Do you think they have separate you know, pouches for the chihuahua? Bowel maybe, experts. Like, yeah, maybe. I imagine there's some sort of lining to it. I imagine that the whole system is fairly streamlined by this point. I imagine they make purses just for dogs. Maybe there's oh, a separate little section. I don't know. We got to get. That's a good business. We got to go into that business. We'll, we'll, we'll add it to the list along with Apocaplato. We'll just have... Yeah, with the Apocaplato. Call back to episode one. If you haven't seen it, uh, go back and watch it. It's a good episode. Our first episode, it, I think. Apocaplato. It's a little long, but it comes full circle. So It comes full circle. I think it's a good episode. It's a very good episode. Yeah. So before we end, because I think we are winding down here. Before we end, I would like to go back, because we were talking about books, and we kind of got abruptly talking about dogs and that kind of went its own path and that was interesting in and of itself but we're talking about books what kind of books do you recommend what are some books that you've read that you would recommend to to viewers okay so if you want to read a younger children's series that also doubles as a great adult series as i said 39 clues is fantastic there's also this book i think it's called i have to double check what it's called i think it might be uh, known as super, just called superheroes, and it's this really fantastic book about this group of teenage superheroes, and they all have really fantastic powers, except for this one dude, and his powers are like, they call him the sensationalist. He has heightened uh, sight, 
smell, taste, hearing, touch. Like you'd think it's a great power. Like it's basically Spidey senses, but that's all he has. And he kind of has to sit and deal with like the emotional trauma of, I have really lame powers. Everyone else is like shooting ice out of their hands and like flying around. And I, I do nothing. And basically there's like this superhero serial killer that uh, lynches everyone else off. And he's like one of the last ones. And he's like, oh crap, I have to save them all. Because um, there are a few that are being held hostage. But it's a really fantastic book. And while Dylan talks about his favorite book, I will find the name of it for you. What would you recommend, bro? I would say, well, right now I'm reading Dune by Frank Herbert because as of the recording of this podcast, that movie is supposed to come out in a few months and I'm very excited for it. Uh, and it's a great book. I'd recommend it. It's like a sci-fi. It's very interesting. It's, it's a very large lore that I would take an entire podcast to really explain. So I'm not going to, but I would say other than that, you know, really anything by Stephen King, he's, I mean, he's, you know, I've read a lot of his things, The Shining. Many people know The Shining is a movie. I imagine most people also know it, that it was a book. Some people might not. But The Shining is an insane book. Like, if you've watched and enjoyed the movie, you're going to enjoy the book. Even if you haven't seen the movie, read the book because it's nuts. It's, it's so creepy. I've never read a book that legitimately, like, frightened me. You know, because you think about a book, it's like words on a page. You see something scary in a movie, it's like visual. You can see it. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so scary, a ghost. But you, like, read it in a book, you wouldn't think it would be scary. But it's the most eerie. Yeah. It's just it's – just, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great book. Is it, like, one of those things you shouldn't read at night by yourself? I mean, I did, and it was creepy, you know. Just I don't know. the experience to do something as crazy as that? Yeah, I would. There goes the dog. Hold on a second. So I found the name of the book I was talking about. It's called Sidekicks, um, and it's it's really it's pretty good. It's by John David Anderson. You can always trust an author with three names. That's right. You can Google it. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's not necessarily as thrilling as what dylan has suggested but it is sure to give you some laughs and who doesn't love a good superhero book yeah man right on yeah so uh as i was saying earlier um email us with uh your tell us your favorite tell us your favorite book you know yeah i don't know if you can leave a comment where this wherever that you're listening to this podcast but if you can leave a comment if you can leave a like i don't know if that's a thing you can do either but if you can go ahead and do it follow maybe i don't know if you can do that go ahead and do that but you can send us an email at uh, mother schmuckers podcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us your favorite book tell us your opinion on animals inside the house you know they get on your nerves they get on mine uh you know anything else we talked about your elementary school what was up with your elementary school you got any crazy stories did it sketch your mind or did you have a sash like dylan yeah were you sashing it up you know, in your elementary school, yeah. who knows? Yeah. We will once you email us about it. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and do that. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on our next episode, whenever that might be. Hopefully, sometime soon.